Welcome to MediaStorm, a news podcast that starts with the people who are normally asked last. I'm Matilda Mallinson. And I'm Helena Wadia. And we're back with some bonus content for our loyal listeners. Last week, we found out about the effects of criminalisation on sex workers. We discussed how laws that ban certain aspects of sex work force people into unsafe, unregulated environments where they become even more vulnerable. We joined the sex work strike on International Women's Day and heard protesters campaigning for the full decriminalisation of sex work. Real jobs are real jobs are real jobs suck! Now more than ever, we must stand together to show this government that we will not be silent in the face of murder. What do we do? Stand up! Fight back! But what might a decriminalised future look like? I'm off to a new exhibition at the Institute of Contemporary Arts featuring art and installations by sex workers themselves to find out. Should we legitimise the sex industry? Here's a debate. Today, well, well, this is obviously it's prostitution. You're selling sex and parents watching. We have an ethical responsibility to young women to show them a different pathway. The objectification of women and the exploitation of their uh, sexual characteristics. Um, hey, Sugar, are you looking for a date? This bonus episode is about an exhibition on sex worker rights that you can go and see right now. So if you're in London looking for something to do, this one's for you. Decriminalised Futures at the ICA is an exhibition featuring 13 international artists who speak to the intersectionality of sex worker experiences. As you walk around the exhibition, you can see sculpture, drawings, embroidery, installations, and film. Two of those involved, Yali Allison and Letizia Miro, created a semi-fictional documentary exploring labour conditions and survival. I spoke to them about their work. I'm Yarly Ellison and uh, I was born in Canada and I was raised in Hong Kong and I'm an interdisciplinary artist. I was constantly thinking about survival in London, so um, so I was uh, researching a lot about like coping mechanisms and, and digital humanities and thinking about queer identities. And in this uh, work with the ICA, I'm collaborating with uh, Latithia Miro. I'm Latithia Miro and I've been a sex worker for 10 years and I've been an activist as well in different feminist groups, mostly in, in the UK and in Spain, which is where I'm from. And I guess the first the first step was my narrative around sex work and, and I feel that Yardy could understand really well my pain around surviving around sex work, which speaks to broader issues related to precarity and capitalism, and also with a person that can be identified as female, someone with erotic capital. So I guess that was the first that was the first stepping stone. And, and then all the amazing magic that you already put into the work followed the narrative. I thought um, we can split this uh, video into a two-channel video and uh, One could be like the fantasy that you're providing for the clients, like the market and the branding of of the personas. And then one of them would be like your, your, um, what you're really thinking, um, like stepping out of this experience, uh, while you're working, what you're actually, uh, narrating in your mind. 
I really trust Yarly and I really trust that all the pictures that I've used in all my escorting career and I had no shame whatsoever about showing the most like ridiculous ones and the most like sexy ones as well. She's seen all of them and it was super for me it was like such a cathartic process how this person that I kept in secret and almost I've been ashamed of her for so long. Now I could come to life with these really amazing colors and, and you know, like these really fantasy kind of magic. So it was a very special process. Where do you think the shame came from initially? Well, I mean, I feel, I mean, in my family it would be the worst thing, the worst possible thing a woman could do. So I come from a very traditional family. They are quite religious as well. So for me to decide to be a sex worker was like, basically cutting up with the with with these ties and these values with my family and I was feeling like a social monster basically at the beginning it was it was really painful because of this stigma that this is really impossible it's like a massive monster that is impossible to fight because it brings you to an almost like a state of paranoia right being like what if my family find out and and in this lifetime I don't think the stigma is going to disappear so living with this is really hard and talking about that stigma you know what do both of you think are the biggest myths about sex work and sex workers I guess the biggest myth um, relates, you know, with like maybe the imaginary of a sex worker being a completely destroyed person. So a person that has no agenda, that is, you know, unable to take care of decisions, that is suffering massively um, and that would never, you know, like would never be able to like come back from this horrible decision that she that she that she made. And obviously, I've lived in this reality for 10 years, and I know that the reality, I've met so many sex workers, and the reality is much more nuanced than that. And also, I think um, we don't really talk about like gender identity or sexuality while we think about like sex workers. They're a huge queer community, and, and I think it's not always just like one-sided. The title of the exhibition is Decriminalised Futures, and I want to talk a little bit about what that would look like. What are the benefits to sex workers of full decriminalisation? Decriminalisation basically means that no woman will be prosecuted for offering sex with their services. You won't you won't face fines and, and you won't like, you know, like some women have to pay fines because They've been fine because of working in the street or they've been um, working in, in illegal situations and therefore they need to afford these fines. So they need they enter into this kind of circling which they need to work on sex work or for the fines, etc. So that's a vicious circle that doesn't get you out of poverty at all. And also, yeah, and then the consequences of decriminalization have to do with being able to work in safer conditions. Because if clients know that what you're doing is illegal that puts you in a much more vulnerable position because they have more power over you, for example. Or even the police can have more power over you, for example. They mean something as criminalized or therefore as illegal always brings consequences by bringing these people into, into the underground, into the shadows, into, into a black market that becomes dangerous. And then also thinking about healthcare and how, how do we being accepted into the system as well. I think like if sex work is treated as any kind of labor business that 
deserves its own workplace health and safety, and and then we can really participate in, in the system. And even we could call up an insurance company and and like to be able to get serviced. I think that's that's kind of like an accept acceptance that you are you 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 are part of. Yeah, you're just you're just any anybody that's working working a job. I've learned a lot across these ten years, not only from myself but also from all the really amazing fellow sex workers that I've met along the way. And different people have different experience. You know, some people have、uh, fears in relation to sex work in in one way, and other people have fears in another way. You can't compare sex work with with other works. I mean, with with other jobs within the context of capitalism, like working as a bartender or like working as you know in in many other different jobs in which you can feel exploited, you can feel abused, you can feel bullied. You can feel overwhelmed, and and you can feel all sorts of negative emotions. So what we wanted to portray with with our video at the exhibition, you see that is very repetitive, and it kind of reproduces. The repetition of labor to emphasize the work component of sex work because sometimes the two are not disentangled. You know, when I have when I have sex for sex work is very different than when I have sex in my personal private private lives.、So、these these are two things that I have really impacted in my life in my life and in my in my mind as well. And yeah, I feel I feel seeing the entire exhibition really make me reflect further about the life experience around how do we feel about work. Sex work is not my only job. I suffered a lot in my in my actual career, as in you know, like experiencing stress and overwork and bullying in the workplace. So I feel the exhibition left me with a really good feeling of of being able to like overall being able to portray the sex work component of sex work, and and I feel the message is really strong for thinking about you know like how selling erotic capital. Is something that is so entrenched in the wider system that is quite ridiculous that some people just treat it as something like you know almost like removed from the planet Earth that is so untouchable and so weird that we can we can't even think about it analytically. Yali and Leticia's film "This Is Not for Clients" is on at the ICA as part of Decriminalize Futures until the twenty second of May. Follow Media Storm wherever you get your podcast, so that you can get access to new episodes as soon as they drop. If you like what you hear, share this episode with someone and leave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps more people discover the podcast, and our aim is to have as many people as possible hear these voices. You can also follow us on social media at Matilda Mal, at Helena Wadia, and follow the show via at Media Storm Pod. Get in touch and let us know what you'd like us to cover and who you'd like us to speak to. Media Storm, a new podcast from the House of the Guilty Feminist, is part of the Acast Creator Network. It is produced by Tom Selinski and Deborah Francis White. The music is by Samfire.